Welcome to the Tailblazers Podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Podcast by Tailblazers. Today we're going to talk about Tor Abbey. And Tor Abbey is a abbey in Torquay, Torbay in Devon. And it was first founded in 1196. Yeah, and the reason why we're going to talk a bit about Tarabi today is because uh, we've got an event running this weekend, uh, which is linking in with Halloween. Uh, it's called Terrible Tales of Torabi, and um, and Kev here is going to um, be leading some walks there. Kev, can you tell us just a little bit about the walks, just to start us off? Oh, I can tell you a little bit, yeah, but just a little bit. Uh, it's not going to be one of those tours where you hear spooky noises and people in costume jump out and go, Ooh, no, it's not going to be anything like that. It's really just a tour of the Abbey to sort of focus in on some of the more sinister, the more scary stories that have built up around the site. And there have been quite a lot of hmm, spooky things spotted in the grounds over the years. And um, I'd like to try and get to the bottom of some of those, see what um, possible validity they might have. Um, And even if they don't, a lot of them make really good stories. Now, one of the things that you've mentioned recently, which is you you think it's a crime that not enough people seem to be going to Tor Abbey when we have got this amazing it's historic building slap bang in the middle of Torquay. Yeah, I mean, Tor Abbey is just such a fantastic place. And I mean, I certainly over the years haven't been to Tor Abbey as many times as I probably should have. Um, but you go in and the, the like... The artwork is just fantastic, you know, and there's sculptures there and paintings and photos and there's always a uh, a current exhibition, like, so there's always a gallery that's full of artwork that changes each time you go in, so there's always kind of something new to see. Um, and of course, you know, there's the ancient abbey itself and the gardens are just fantastic, you know, like, um, Ali, the head gardener, she just does such an amazing job, it's just, it's always beautiful there. And I just, I talk to so many people when I say, oh, you know, we're doing these kind of sessions at Tor Abbey or we've got these things coming up. People always say, oh, you know, I went to Tor Abbey about 15 years ago. And uh, and you just think, like, well, go back again because it's fantastic. You know, you'd be absolutely astonished at what's there. So, I mean, come to Tor Abbey, not just to, like, you know, uh, come to the walk, but, like, just go and take a look. It's amazing. It's it's right on so many people's doorstep in Torbay. I think people just, you know, need to go down there and have a look around. Absolutely, Rich. I can just agree with you there. And I've lived here for seven years now, but this was the first time I actually bought an annual membership to go to Tor Abbey. So I've already been there three times, uh, had a little a cup of tea in the gardens, walked around and saw that I got the Christie exhibition. And the Spanish barn always have something going on as well. Like now this time it's an art exhibition. And I know the Cockington Primary School has so uh, the students there has an exhibition with the artwork as well. So there's always something happening. So yes, that's a very good shout out to our friends over at Tor Abbey. And uh, people should definitely go and visit them more often. Specifically this weekend, if you can get specifically this weekend, time. if there's any tickets left, yeah. <laughs> so, so what, what is what is going on then, Kev? So, I'll be meeting um, uh, anybody who books on the tour. I'll be meeting them in one of the undercrofts, one of the oldest parts of the abbey, um, where I'll do a little, a brief sort of introduction, a bit of health and safety because we need a bit of health and safety. It's going to be fairly dark, um, and then we're going to go around the abbey, focusing on a few places where there are just some really good, really violent, really scary stories. Um, 
first place is we'll, we'll, we'll be stopping at the gatehouse, we'll be stopping at the Spanish Farm, which Victoria mentioned. Now, the Spanish Barn, we, we worked there before. We, we do stuff with um, with tailblazers. We do, do the, uh, the, um, the taking of the Senora del Rosario. Um, it's a great workshop, isn't it, Rich? Um, it's fantastic. Kids, kids oh, that was so much fun doing those sessions. You know, um, like getting a whole classroom of children to make the Spanish Armada. Just absolutely brilliant. Great, great days. So, yeah, so there's the barn, then we'll be heading inside the, uh, the, the building itself, and there's a, there's a few sort of um, tales and stories there. Quite a lot of, the, um, quite a lot of the, the stuff has been passed over to me by our friends at Tour Alley. They, it seems they wanted to do a ghost tour for quite some time, but never really got uh, it all together. But there was a wealth of information that they gave me. Some of it was... Um, was more sort of unsubstantiated reports and the experiences of a psychic group that went to the Abbey um, a while ago. Now, I know that just like me, Rich, as soon as someone says psychic, your brow furrows. Yeah, my cynic radar kind of goes to matter, start twitching. Absolutely. And do you know what? I'm I'm 100% behind you. I'm a bit of a cynic. I don't really believe in the paranormal, the afterlife, uh, raging or, or, or repentant spirits wandering around. But I am interested in the paranormal. And because we focus a lot on mythology and folklore, when you enter into that sort of realm, you have to kind of take those things as a given. You have to believe in them just for the story to make sense sometimes. So I am interested in the paranormal, and there's a lot. And I will, you know, I'm going to be talking about my personal views on the tour as well. But just as a sort of aid to get everyone in the mood, and then after we've finished going around the abbey, we are going back into the undercroft because I do think it's the spookiest part of Tor Abbey, and uh, that's where I'm going to be telling one of my actual ghost stories um, to the crew. So that that should, if if nothing else, that should uh, quicken a few heart rates. Fantastic. Victoria, where do you stand on ghosts? Well, I think that there's possibly some energy out there that I don't know if I want to label it ghosts per se, but there's energy around us that you can feel. And actually, you probably don't know this, but actually my first job over here was at Tor Abbey Rooms. Was it? Yes, it was. So I worked there for about a year or so. And uh, there was actually tales going around back then that people, you know, and my colleagues would stay there because sometimes we had events in evenings and weekends, etc. And there was the feeling and the, they just said that, you know, Cutlery has been moved around and things has happened and there was something feeling a bit more energetic in the in the storeroom and there's some dark and, and there's some, you know, energy floating around. and. Also, the fact that there was things happening, like a door slammed for no really good reason. Obviously, it could maybe be some a wind somewhere or something, but also it could actually be some energy there. And uh, Tor Abbey Tea Rooms is actually the old kitchen of the manor as well. So that's obviously where they did all the cooking, etc. So, yeah, I think there is something in the stories, um, but maybe not ghosts per se, but some kind of energy or spirits lingering around. Well, that's interesting to hear you say there, Victoria, because a lot of the, the stuff given to me by Torabi were were just feelings, inexplicable feelings um, experienced in parts of the Abbey um, by multiple people. And sometimes those feelings were of uh, of sort of being trapped, being being stuck in a in a in a, in a, a low paid job. You know that sense of desperation. Um, oh, we've all yeah. been there. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it does promise to be um, a wonderful evening. Um, I will be there on both the evenings just after 5 p.m. I think the tours start at a, either half five or six. I should probably know that. Um, <laughs> Key uh, information. Yeah, key information. But no, it will be on the evenings of the Friday and the Saturday, which does actually leave me my actual Halloween free to do something spooky. Oh, fantastic. Own. Fantastic. Do you guys celebrate Halloween? Yeah, well, I've got uh, two young boys, so um, we will be off around the streets of Chelston, um, knocking on people's doors, uh, robbing people for sweets, that kind of usual stuff. So, yeah, a um, bit of fun. Yeah, it should be good. I don't suppose I will do that this year, but I might do a carving a pumpkin or two um, to kind of celebrate getting in the spirit. That's possibly what I'm going to do. Um, but I wonder, Kev, is it possible to get a little bit of a teaser, maybe a little bit of taster of, of this event, or do you want to keep it secret for the big days? Well, I think it's it's probably not going to come across too well without having the um, the architecture of the, the the abbey to draw on as well. So maybe maybe could, could you just give us an outline of your favourite story there, just like just briefly, just to just to hook us in, you know? Okay, well, I think probably my favourite story is going to be the Siege of the Abbey, but as we do that for a workshop, we're going to move on to one that I hadn't heard before, and um, this uh, is one that I'll be telling in the Kerry dining room. Mm. Now, around the, the 1860s, the Kerry family, who had privately owned the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Abbey for quite some time, they had fallen into much reduced circumstances. So to make ends meet, they'd actually started hiring the property out to other people. And one gentleman who'd uh, taken up residence with uh, with his family was named called a man called William A. Anning A. W. N. I. N. G. Anning sounds like right to me. Um, and uh, he was a shipping magnate, um, and he's quite wealthy. And it, by all accounts, he was quite a eccentric man. He was robust, um, very healthy for the time, which he put down to him taking the waters every day down in Tor Abbey Sands. He'd take his servants down, they'd walk down to the beach, he'd kick off his shoes, uh, put on his stripy base for a bit every day. <laughs> every day until he stepped on a jellyfish. Wow. And if, yeah, and if you've been in Torquay in the summer when the, 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 uh, the, the water started to heat up a bit, you'll know that we get quite a few jellyfish down this way. Um, I can only assume that he stepped on one of the really bad ones, a Portuguese man of war or something similar. Um, and anyway, for a, a long, long time, um, it was treated in all the ways that all the physicians knew how. So it was treated with vinegar poultices, um, leeches, you know, uh, elevation, all sorts of stuff. But it, none of it worked. His pain didn't stop. And one evening, a few weeks after the initial sting, when the, uh, it was the night of a great summer storm, the physicians had to be called again because his leg... William's leg had just become this great, bloated, black mass of poison. And there, in the Kerry dining room, they set up a makeshift operating table. And they, by the light of candle and, and crashing lightning, they, they cut off his leg. Um, now, he survived the process, but his spirit didn't. He never took the waters again. He never went running on the beach. He started to eat and drink copiously and... He lost his, his physique, he lost his family, his fortune, he started gambling and died in much, much reduced circumstances. 
and people have complained walking through the Kerry dining room that their legs hurt. I don't know if that might be in any way connected, but it's something they say, and that's one of the things we'll get for on the tour. Fascinating. That's a great story, Kev. Well, thank you. And also, I'll say, if, if you people want to buy tickets, they can either go on the Tour Abbey website. If you are an uh, 1196 member, which is the annual membership, you get it a little bit reduced. And you can also find it on social media, both for, from Tour Abbey's point of view and from Tailblazer's point of view as well. Thanks for that, Victoria. That's, uh, I'm hoping a few of you will uh, turn up on the night. Fantastic. Well, um... I think that's all we've got uh, time to have a chat about this evening. So, um, should we leave it there then, guys? I think we should. Take Fabulous. Away, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you on one of the walks soon. Thank you very much, Rich. And do remember, everything has a story in it. Change the story. Change the world. Bye. Bye. Tailblazers is a community interest company set up to celebrate the folk tales of South Devon and Dartmoor. For more information about us, please visit our website at www.tailblazers.org.uk. See you next time!